you want anything to eat? No, no, oh. I don't. Uh, nothing for a uh, lady. I'm going to have a bowl of cornflakes and a little glass of milk. Okay. Thanks. Look, I just, I, I came down just to tell you that I really I, just don't appreciate I, I having... You... Um, see, I, uh, I like to take these walks at, at night, mostly. I, I like to look up at all the darkened windows and just wonder what people's lives are like and what they're dreaming about. You know? One night, I was out pretty late, and as, as usual, all the windows were dark, except one. And I stopped, and I looked up. I saw you standing there, and, uh, and you were crying. Was it that made you so sad? So I followed you to work the next morning, found out your name. And you made this incredible arrangement of flowers for someone you've never even met? I'm really sorry if, uh, if I was strange yesterday. Somehow it just seemed really important to... Uh, to keep it a mystery. What do, you, what do you do on the rest of the day? Pardon? Why don't we, why don't we spend it together? What? <sighs> no. No. I know, I know. This is all very, very strange, to say the least. I mean, it's not the kind of thing that I do every day either. Oh, that's good. Uh, besides, if you don't come, how else are you going to solve the rest of the mystery? I've started doing it as well now that I started adding a lot of clips. But some of it you can't, right? Depending on where the conversation goes. Yeah. If it well, goes yeah. off the rails, you have to. But like, as far as like the Bed of Roses content, I went ahead and got the stuff I want to use. And There's plenty uh, there. Go there. <laughs> Not a lot on YouTube, my man. Like I, I even do the, because um, on the last episode I found uh, Ebert. Uh, oh, Siskel you mean like, from uh, like interview stuff. I thought you meant like clips from the actual movie itself. Yeah, those were fine. But as far as trying to find like a response to it, like what was the reaction oh, at the God, time no. of its release? Yeah. No, there's <laughs> I could not. I had not even heard of this it. until you sent it to me. I had never seen it. I was uh, <clears throat> where I worked in a video store in the late 90s, like two years after this, I was working in a video store. I was aware of it that, you know, certain chicks this was a chick flick that got rented because i mean you look at the box art it's these two kids laying in a literal bed of roses but i mean it was nothing that i was ever going to seek out um like from a, from a, like when i look at that box art yeah i've got it as a small thumbnail especially on my phone i was like oh sweet kevin costner <laughs> it is kind of what he's uh it looks my wife like was kevin all costner. over like, it, it even looks like how he would be dressed with the white t-shirt and the jeans the jeans yeah, yeah. Like that might be his look from uh, from Man of Steel or something right there. Yeah, probably. My wife was all over Slater's hair. That hair was massive. It, he kept it like that for a bit because we started, you know, our research team. You know, when, when we're watching this together, it's just going through like the uh, early to mid '90s Slater, and that was his that was his look. Broken Arrow, I think, breaks it up because he's playing like yeah. a military guy, so he's got it. But yeah, but it was is, he uh, had the like part. 
and then it fluffed way up. Right. <laughs> so it was like, like, and but it also it was perfect. Like he doesn't have like cowlicks or waves or anything. It's no. just like a helmet just going back. I mean, it's receded probably oh, yeah. farther than what he wanted, as especially at that age. But I think he, I think he held the line, didn't he? He doesn't have the uh, thickness anymore. There's got to be like, uh, I'm adding Jared in. Let's see how this works. Don't do that to him because this will just upset him. Analyzing Christian Slater's here. And Jared's going to come in and say, who gives a shit? I don't <laughs> give two shits. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was an impressive thing. That just, and he, you know, he's got like a, you know what it looked like? You ever see where someone has like a really small face? And on like mm. a really big head, like sort of like Beetlejuice sort of style. That's what mm. it looked like. It it had this weird effect to his face. So it looks like it's just attached to this giant like bean bag or something. What's another actor that has the uh, the small face, big head itis? Hmm. I'm gonna have to do some googling here. I think Patrick Wilson may fit. I don't know if his head's big enough, but he does have like the small sort of beady eyes. You know how much I like Patrick Wilson. That you love. love Patrick Wilson. <laughs> love his perpetually confused face, yeah. no matter what. <laughs> no matter what's happening around him. Jesus, I, I, uh... I, I did a Google search for small face, big head. Mm-hmm. Not a good look. <laughs> I'm glad that's in your uh, Google search history now. Some more Google recommends coming your way. Wonderful. Along with whatever that is, that redhead that you all keep. Oh, up. you Jesus know who? Christ. Haley Joel Osment now. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Go. That's a good one. It's unfortunate. What is it with child actors not being able to like grow in height? <laughs> well, he like, grew, I've always thought it was because, yeah, he did get a little, little chubby there, but it's like the, the body knows that they make their money by being small and cute, so it tries to keep them that way forever. <laughs> like, Elijah Wood didn't grow. So it's like, well, I guess you're a hobbit now. That's going to be your lot in neither life. Did, uh, neither did uh, Harry Potter, did he? Like, Harry Potter's no, still tiny? No, no, no. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin? Did he get... I don't think he got very tall. Well, he he got, like, heroin addicted or something. I say he, he got... <laughs> looks like he's homeless. <laughs> homeless alone. <laughs> Jared. <laughs> this is what we're starting with, huh? Uh-huh. All right. Welcome to uh, Sober Cinema, week two. Uh, technically week three, as Jared reminded me last week, because we skipped Biodome of our year Damn. in review of 1996. Jared was the only one gung-ho enough that wanted to be a completionist, and Hiro uh, didn't show up last week because he was not invited. Yes. Much <laughs> like my high school days, just not getting Pain- an invitation. Painful. If you listen, I think Hyro, you did listen back to that episode. I, I showed up last week to talk about Bed of Roses, and Jared called an audible and said, "We're going to talk about Salma Hayek." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Okay, o- Omaha." <laughs> I, uh, I want to talk about some big boobs, and uh, I don't want Hyro here because if I talk about big boobs, I can see the visual <laughs> revulsion from the other side of the screen. <laughs> I get uncomfortable. It gets. It's like you know, I don't want to see erection in the shower either. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where do you want to see the erection? Not from the Hellcat. Let's believe it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, an attempt to box Hyro in right there. <laughs> <laughs> and like a feral animal, he uh, battled his way out of it. Box me um, in 
with the Hellcats erection. Just finish the whole sentence. Hmm. There we go. Jared, on that note, mm. I assume you come prepared to talk Bed of Roses. Yeah, I did watch it this time. I, uh, 50% arousing? completion. Uh, pfft, arousing. <laughs> <laughs> hate boner, perhaps, but other than that. <laughs> Jesus. Who was your hate boner for in this uh, lovely little movie? Uh, I was uh, telling Hyro that I was attempting, because, uh, you know, in this whole project, I wanted to find some, mm. I guess, uh, respectable critics as far as how they responded to it of the time. <laughs> Well, not not Roger Ebert for sure. <laughs> I previewed his review last week, where uh, he called it what a sappy story about two sad sacks who deserve each other. <laughs> mm. That's fair. He was not a fan. Pretty harsh words. I did find a clip. Um, also, the tagline for this podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. <laughs> you think this is sappy? I don't, think, I don't know if it's no. Sappy. It's, the company is deserved amongst each other. <laughs> Sad sacks, I'll agree with. Yeah, I don't know if it's happy. Uh, I did find the strangest clip uh, of, and I was uh, telling Hiro earlier that I was only aware of this because of my time working in a video store in the late nineties, where I just I just knew the box art and I knew mm. when people checked it out. That was it. And uh, so in those days, they used to send. Uh, screeners of VHS screeners of the films themselves, but before knowing that these poor video store owners uh, probably were not going to watch it to decide, hmm, how many copies of Bed of Roses do I purchase? There was also a trailer of the movie before you watch the movie, and the trailer is not like a normal. Here's the plot. Um, you know, please come see it. It's a lot of numbers, and so they kept. And this clip uh, emphasizing $20 million at the box office. Bed of Roses. From New Line Home Video. Christian Slater and Mary Stuart Masterson in a $20 million box office romance. Bed of Roses. Flowers. Yes, I, I received a delivery from you this morning. And I was wondering if you had any record of who placed the order. An anonymous gift from a secret admirer. Oh my God, I could go for years on that. Like Sleepless in Seattle, and while you were sleeping, it's a feel-good love story you don't want to miss. I sent you the flowers. I, uh, I cleaned out the city. And you made this incredible arrangement of flowers for someone you've never even met? Marry him. Marry him now. One question. Why me? You, uh... Oh, do you want to come up? There's something I'd really, I'd really like you to see. What? This is incredible. The whole thing was just completely... Amazing? <laughs> yeah. I have fallen in love with you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Don't you think that he's worth the risk? Go see it with someone you love. Three stars, says Gene Siskel. Beautifully done. Fall in love all over again. Starring Christian Slater from Broken Arrow, True Romance, and Untamed Heart. And Mary Stuart Masterson from Academy Award winner Fried Green Tomatoes, Benny and June, and the upcoming Heaven's Prisoners. In the tradition of romantic winners, Sleepless in Seattle, and While You Were Sleeping, this $20 million box office romance is the perfect arrangement for big rentals. This critically acclaimed love story will be featured in a colorful three-sided standee with Rumble in the Bronx and Theodore Rex. So you, uh, you must be wondering who I am. Someone who's making Lisa as happy as I've ever seen her. But? If you hurt her, I'll kill you. Okay? Okay. 
bed of roses from New Line Home Video. You're trying too hard. <laughs> Twenty million, baby, and I'm like, was that good or is that <laughs> was that bad? Because you keep saying it, but you're not putting it in any sort of context. But this one did open number two to Mr. Holland's opus. Got beat by that, and uh, it did vanquish from Dust Till Dawn in its second mm. weekend. So Disgusting. there you go. <clears throat> Even yeah. more anger. Well, you know, Mr. Holland's Opus was well, like on week three or something like that. Like, it wasn't exactly. It was week five. Ooh. Yes. Ouch. However, I do think it probably was technically like it's maybe it's wide release. I think it was an Oscar contender that kept expanding out. Uh, not Bed of Roses, which. The 94th biggest moneymaker of 1996. <laughs> well, as we're only covering like, you know, 50, uh, it made the cut <laughs> just because we're going chronological as we would as if this was a new release podcast. My wife detested this movie. Uh, I mean, she was she somehow got into my shoes and became obsessed with Christian Slater's hair, uh, of and you know how it was put together, the volume of it, all of that. Uh, I want to pivot off that and and put Hiro back into I guess the the erection box. Mm. What do you think of uh, Mary Stuart Masterson and her haircut? Because you were a fan of the single white female Bridget Fonda cut, and this seems close. There are a few things uh, that turned me off about a lady. But she seems to have all of them, you know. Really? Oh yeah. Is the hair one of them, or is it everything? Let's else? go down the list. <laughs> yeah, the hair. Um, the hold on, di- hold on. What what is the difference between this and it's Bridget short, Fonda? Oh no, short no, no, no. Hair. One, it's not attached to Bridget Fonda. Let's start with that. Oh, so it's all more right. Bridget Fonda than the hair. All right. Um, she- I have to admit, I'm having a hard time distinguishing that much between Bridget Fonda and Mary Stuart Masterson, as far as a type. <laughs> She was whiny and needy the entire time. Like, look, man. So it's the character. Yeah. Not, not so yeah. It was okay. absolutely the character. I'm not going to let you drag me into hot or not talk here. Uh, <laughs> as much as you want to. I tell you what, we get into 20 minutes of discussing this movie. You'll be begging to go back to hot or not. You will drag <laughs> the conversation back there. I've never seen a floppier cock in my entire life than Mary Stewart Masterson in this movie. She's just, mm. just constant negativity. Like, get out of here, man. The guy's. How many roses does that guy have to send you before you, uh, before you, you know, say, "Hey, man, just let me start whining for a second. It, they do emphasize because he do, he does own this uh, flower shop, but the, he uh, he runs out of his own uh, roses, his own supply, and so he's calling all over the city, uh, helping out his competitors, presumably, just to woo. Well, he's not much better than her. I mean, let's be honest. I'll be fair. He's not back much in better the Eber than her. territory, right? Because I mean, he's a. He's a over aggressive pedophile that uh, goes. Pedophile, yeah, man. What? Only a pedophile would go and sit at the uh, ra- circle like Duck Duck Goose and listen to somebody <laughs> read books like that. He's scouting them out. He's like man, Richard that's... Ramirez out there just picking his pick of the litter. <laughs> that's such a weird angle that I didn't even consider while I was watching the movie. It's, it's a it's, bit harsh. I felt like Ebert was being harsh, and now Hiro's coming in with all these accusations that Christian Slater is a pedophile. He's a little creepy but i wasn't going into the uh criminal category like th- here's the thought i had jared and i i forced my wife to listen to this hyro you'll love it much like i forced her to listen to podcasts things she does not want to listen to so the origin as is revealed i don't know it's only like a 90 minute movie but it takes what 20 minutes 30 minutes before he he cops the fact that it's him mm. like sending these flowers um is that he's walking past her window one night, and I think it's like the first, you know, the first scene when she comes home after she's been 
contact that there's been death in the family uh, for like an extended family. And then we'll learn more about that along the way. But uh, he just is taking a walk, looks up at a, a window, no curtains and sees her weeping to the heavens. <laughs> and his explanation like is, material. <laughs> yeah, his explanation is he just wanted to know like, you know, what could make her so sad. And I'm thinking like, well, it's probably none of your business. Like it's one thing if you just want to do a, uh, quasi random act of kindness, mm-hmm. but you know, imposing yourself in that way—not not a pedophile, Hiro, but still creepy, suitably creepy. And my, my wife uh... very much thought that. So what did I do to uh, explain it? Even after she'd already agreed with me, Jade, mm-hmm. <laughs> I played uh, Norm Macdonald's extended uh, joke, uh, the moth. <laughs> <laughs> now, not all your material comes uh, from the, from the news. Is that right? You know. No, some you, of my material comes. My strongest material comes from real life. Real life. Like for instance, today I was driving in a, a car. Mm-hmm. You were kind enough to bring a car to bring this old chunk of coal here to the studio. <laughs> we send we send cars for our guests. Yes. Yeah. So I got in it, and that's I, you know I get material that way. So my. Driver, what do you mean? What, what, how do you get material that way? You get in the car, and what happens? Uh, my driver tells me a joke. <laughs> The driver we sent to pick you up told you a joke. Yeah. And you're going to tell it now on the show. Yeah, that's how I get a lot of my material. <laughs> okay. Why don't we just have him on next time? Uh, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Oh, wait till you hear me do it. <laughs> so the guy, he goes, uh, uh-huh. he, I say, uh, I'll be the guy. Okay. Uh, a moth. <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. Right. You are correct. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office, Mm -hmm. and uh, the podiatrist's office says, what's the problem? And the moth says, what's the problem? Where do I begin, man? He goes, I go to work for uh, Gregory Olinovich, and uh, all day long I work. (laughs) Honestly, Doc, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if Gregory Olinovich knows. He only knows that he has power over me. And that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I wake up in a malaise, and I, I walk here and there. And the podiatrist says, oh, yeah? And the moth goes, yes. And he goes, uh, at night, I, I sometimes wake up, and I turn to some old lady in my bed that's on my arm, a lady that I once loved, Doc. I, I don't know where to turn to. My youngest, Alexandria. She fell in the, in, the, in the cold of last year. Mm-hmm. The cold took her down, as it did many of us. <laughs> and my other boy... <laughs> and this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. My other boy, Gregario <laughs> Ivanilitovich. I no longer love him. <laughs> As much as it pains me to say, when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I, that I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. If only the cowardice was stronger, then perhaps... Perhaps I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me 
And in this hellish facade once How long a drive was this? <laughs> do you live in the valley? Where do you live? Please, sorry. He says, Doc. Sometimes I feel like a spider, even though I'm a moth. Just barely hanging on to my web with an everlasting fire underneath me. I'm not feeling good. And so the, moth, the, the doctor says, Moth, man, you're troubled. But you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And then the moth said, Because the light was on. Congratulations to anyone who stuck it through to the end. <laughs> so, so Norm. What? <laughs> because, and I know Hyro won't get this, but basically the punchline of it is um, because the light was on. That's why I'm here. The moth. <laughs> That's that is that is Slater here. I mean, it's just like. Just any open window, mm-hmm. any port in the storm. If he sees a crying, exasperated woman, that's that's gonna be the one for him. And it's not uh it's not a great fit because this isn't like a guy who's Mr. Positivity. He's coming from uh the death of his wife and child. Mm-hmm. So he's got his own his own, you know, sad sack baggage here. It's it's a terrible way of trying to find uh, the the grand gesture, if you will, uh, <laughs> from a podcast that you retired, uh, quit. Well, I do it with Derek. And so oh, okay, all right. I have to take two months off before <laughs> I want to speak to him again. He fired the Grendel, basically. <laughs> oh, okay. It, it is a lot better. I'll I'll grant you that. Even <laughs> even with no new episodes, it's better because there's still no Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but that's such. I mean, you know, obviously this is. You know, movie territory, everything's going to work out perfectly for the both of them. But I was thinking in my head, I was like, how many windows did he go by that evening until he <laughs> happened upon this one? <laughs> ah, a slim, red-headed white woman. I think that I short, would choose this one. Short hair. There's a, uh-huh. a young Hiro in the uh, mid-90s that could have been could have been this guy. Just think about it. What if he's walking down the sidewalk, looks up, and there's old nasty Hellcat crying to the heavens? Does Nasty Hellcat get flowers? You know, probably he not. damn well should. Better. I'll, I'll settle for a sandwich if he <laughs> give me a burger. I like. I don't want flowers. I, it's so stupid. Like I thought that maybe you know they would use the angle from they had a both of them had terrible childhoods and they had been in some sort of orphanage together or they went to school together or something like you can't. That's even. I mean, that's still hacky, but or they have thirst for children. Yeah. Oh God, Hiro. Are you are you saying that you uh, were assuming there was going to be some more direct connection between some, the two of them? something, man? Like, cause this shit never works. Like, I, if you look like Christian Slater, it works. That's my problem. Like, if you get flowers from Christian Slater, and he's like, I was creeping through your window last night. Like that. <laughs> If I send flowers and say I was creeping through your window last night, I don't get the sentence out. I get maced in my eyeballs. There might be some. Uh, Is it the hair? Some. Uh, what do you call that thing? The, 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 when you go to the judge and you can't go around this person for like a hundred feet. 
It's a restraining order, yeah. There it is, that that thing. Jared's familiar with the concept. Yes. Mm-hmm. I went to the source. Now, hold on, Jared. You have your own uh, grand gestures in your life. You've done you've done things like this. I've before. driven hours with flowers before, and it's been... Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not home. <laughs> and while you're here, I won't be coming home. <laughs> <laughs> like changing their voice to the door? <laughs> They, the the woman literally wasn't home, but she was also not going to make an effort like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you here? I was told, you know, from years of cinema that this would work, and it did not. That's the problem of the best friend in these uh, romantic comedies. And we do have one here. Uh, the knockoff is... Demi Moore, is that what you're talking about? <clears throat> knockoff Demi Moore? Isn't she, uh... she was on one of those uh, Louis C.K., uh, I think, FX shows, right, Jared? Like, Weren't those yeah, all canceled? I Are we not allowed if... to watch that again? Uh, so her name <laughs> is uh, Pamela uh, Adlon, best known for voicing Bobby Hill in The King of the Hill. Hmm, didn't know that. Um, and I think she plays uh, both sides. You're right. She she threatens Christian Slater. Like, hey, you know, yeah, you're doing a lot of sweet things, and she deserves it, but uh, I'm keeping my eye on you. But she's also telling her friend, like, Basically, it's not going to get any better for her. Like, don't pass this up. You ain't going to find another guy like this, so get over your bullshit and just accept it. And I'm sure Jared, a lot of that goes with it being Christian Slater, also is the one uh, producing these grand gestures. It sure as hell doesn't hurt whenever you look like Christian Slater. Uh, Josh Brolin was... Uh... <laughs> the asshole. Oh, I wanted way more of that guy. <laughs> I can't believe there's another, like, he bows out of the film. Like, I know he wasn't such a name back then, but he's like, we, if we get to have lunch together where I explain the breakup, and he's like, cool, I'll see you later. Did you see? He took it well. Have you seen Bridesmaids, uh, the old uh, Melissa McCarthy coming out party movie? It's he not big. Uh, really yeah, <laughs> that's what I wanted more. I wanted him to behave a little more like John Hamm. Like, hey, fuck, buddy, how's it going? That sort of thing. <laughs> I think it it plays into what Jared's saying. The you know maybe he's the only uh, realistic character where he's the guy that's like, yeah, I wasn't that into it to begin with. I don't really need to get into the weeds on this. Cool, I'll see you later. I'm also Josh Brolin. I'll find something else. Exactly. Let himself in, and he's got a mouthful of food. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Just watching the news on your bed. <laughs> and he's, she's trying to have this moment. He's like, can you believe this? He's like, he's addressing the television as if she doesn't exist. He's well, my hero right there. Like, I want way more of that guy. It's like 250 people had died, and he was concerned about that, but she had a bad day at work, so... <laughs> Here's my biggest problem with this as a fan of uh, rom-coms. Well, I guess it's... First off, it's not even comedic, is it? I don't. I don't think. There's, no. I don't think I laughed at all. I, I don't think there's any attempt at like really uh, being charming from either of our uh, our leads here, Slater or uh, Mary Stuart Masterson. But the conflict is basically, <laughs> I, I don't feel like it. Like uh-huh. I don't think, and it it convinces you that neither one of these people should be together. Like. You know, thirty minutes into the romance, you're like, yeah. I mean, I know you're you're trying something on here, and you need to move on from your your past trauma. But I don't think either one of you need to be with this person. Mm-hmm. Like usually, you watch these, and it's like one person is the the ass who can't commit. You know, Hiro's mm-hmm. hero, John Hamm, from I <laughs> will gladly accept that. 
or even Josh Brolin. I was like, we've seen enough of these movies where it's like, it's telegraphed. Oh, that's the prick. That's the asshole. Unfortunately, here it's like both of the leads are kind of the the assholes. And the only, uh, I, I had seen one bit of this film before. Going back to my video store days. I think one of my coworkers had thrown it on in the background because there were like conversations. I'm like, I think I've seen this before, but I just heard it because I wasn't paying attention. The uh, Christmas Eve proposal from oh. Mr. Grand Gesture Ugh. himself. <laughs> and it was interesting watching this with my wife, and she's actively rooting for a no. <laughs> oh, so, I, so was high. So was high, man. <laughs> but she's, she wasn't doing it because it's like, oh, I hate this movie so much. I, I hope people are unhappy. It was like a genuine concern of like, this is a mistake for both of you. (laughs) Like I'm doing this. Like it was very parental. It was like, this is, you know, it's going to hurt right now, but it's for the best. I promise you, Christian Slater. It's for the best. If she turns you down, maybe it'll keep him out of the, uh, out of the duck, duck goose ring. Hiro, you're, you're you're misreads there to make this more, (laughs) you know what though? You're not off the, you're, well, you're off on your own, uh, beaten path as far as bringing children into it. But Ebert's review, he was convinced halfway through that this was going to turn into fatal attraction. He just didn't know which one was going to be the psycho. He didn't know if it was going to be Sarah or Stuart Masterson. Well, you look at it as a well-adjusted adult, and you think, like, neither one of these people are even close to being a normal human being that you would see outside of a movie. This might as well be fucking uh, medieval with dragons and shit. I mean, neither person is a real person. Like, she kills me for the fact that, like, it's this romantic comedy, well, romance, uh, drama, whatever, of, like, if you can Lifetime just... movie, I think. Just let yourself be fucking happy. Like, can you not just... <laughs> can you not try to be happy? Like, that's the only thing that's getting in the way of She's her scared, being Jared. happy. I'm scared. She's scared that he has a family on Christmas and she doesn't, which, you know, as Hyro and I can attest... um not to get into too dark territory, but you know, Christmas with multiple families is a campaign slog. It is a mm-hmm. is a political campaign. Oh yeah, running all over the country, the state, what have you, shaking mm-hmm. hands, trying to make time, squeeze in thirty minutes of holiday for this family member. We gotta go across town or across state here. <laughs> so, you know, for both of them, it's like, mm-hmm. well, you don't have a family. I've got one. We still just go to one place for Christmas. Win-win. Right there. Win-win. <laughs> exactly. Where's the and problem he, here? <laughs> and he's such a moron because he, like, would you fucking calm down, bro? Like, you don't have to go out and get half of the city's meats and uh, <laughs> tomatoes and peppers to make her breakfast. Like, I'm sure she'll be fine with, like, some pancakes or something. Like, I, th- I, th- I think that's a single man that you're speaking to. I think you're you're looking at this as, like, this is making life harder for all of us, these type of movies, <laughs> these characters. Well, I mean, stop. yeah, like... Any woman that watches this, like, why don't you do that? Why don't you make me breakfast? Like, I, I'm not. No, no man is going to do that. And no woman's going to do that. Like, it's both totally uh, unbelievable characters. And when they do, them. when they drive four hours to deliver flowers, <laughs> their the response is, "Why are you doing that?" Uh huh. You can't win, Jared. Oh, I can't win. I, I trusted the movies once. I'll never trust movies again. Which movie did you trust? Of the multitude of bullshit that I watched my entire life that said a woman would love that gesture. <laughs> I want to talk about the movie that had the greatest impact on Jared's life currently, and that would be Lars and the Real Girl. Oh, Ooh. my God. Oh, let's What's talk about this. What's going on with you, Jared? 
What do you mean, what's going on? I told you last <laughs> week. <laughs> I'm a very relaxed human I, I, being. I, I would like to know. I bought a, uh, I bought an aid, if you will. A, uh, Do you have any uh, Amazon recommendations? Do you have any links you want me to put in the show notes? <laughs> It'll get us thrown off of iTunes. Fleshlight is a good company. I'll just say that. I, uh, or, I'm in. <laughs> could you repeat that? Because uh, Michael was laughing too hard. I, cu- I couldn't hear it. <laughs> Here, let me get closer to the mic. Fleshlight is amazing. There you go. <laughs> That, is that like an attachment to the gaming chair? Is that like a like an add-on? Not not yet. I'm looking into it. They have mm. all kinds of gadgets and add-ons. And I'm concerned because we did an episode on the cell about six months ago, <laughs> and I'm concerned with what your setup is going to be as far as if I see any sort of like scarring. Don't on walk into the house. <laughs> Don't look through my window. <laughs> you, you you won't like what you see. <laughs> Christian Slater's gonna be walking by and see Jared like hanging from the ceiling. Fucking, <laughs> fucking VR heads coming out of like, his orifices. Minority Report: This gigantic contraption on my <laughs> crotch. <laughs> I want to see his. Uh, want to? I wonder if he'll get flowers. Probably just uh, send me some towels and/or baby wipes would be much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, that was a uh, bed of roses. On Sober Cinema. Thank you for listening. And baby wipes, apparently. Disgusting movie. The scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. I'm Grundon! I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. She's the tough one. Did you miss me? I bet you did. He's the sensitive one. I don't believe in violence. They never wanted to be partners. You two have solved this case together. But if they can solve this case... Ah, Your Florence is tall and you're giving us half. They just might save the world. Whoopi Goldberg. You cannot eat our only suspect. And introducing Teddy. (laughs) Theodore Rex. Can you just slide your butt? Rated PG. 